You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide. And we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen whipping it up. Um, how y'all doing this week? I hope y'all doing good, man. Last week, put out two episodes. Um, I was moved by the spirit, you know what I mean, with that last one on Jamel Hill. Um, but really about the victim mentality and just kind of us selling ourselves short. I hope you all enjoyed that. If you haven't listened to it. Um, go and listen to it. It's really good. And it just breaks down us staying away from a victim mentality, us not selling ourselves short, but knowing all the possibilities and not just settling for what corporate America has put out there for us, you know, not settling for comfort and what's familiar, be going out there in the jungle and going, going to get what's rightfully ours, basically. So, um, this episode here, man, uh, it's about, Drake and what he's done over the past decade and you know the culmination of all that work and um and I took a few clips from his latest interview with the Rap Radar podcast with B. Dot and Elliot and uh and I was really blown away and I don't want to say too much that I've already said that I've already recorded but um I hope y'all enjoy this we're gonna get into Drake and his mindset and what I call his scorpion mentality so I hope y'all enjoy it if you have any questions hit me on Instagram at Socks and Sandals Podcast. Hit me on Twitter at SXSNDLS or search Socks and Sandals Podcast. All right, without further ado, let's get into it.
great decade and he ended the decade with them with an amazing interview with Elliot and B dot from the rap radar podcast. Um, I, I watched this through rap radar, um, on, uh, or I watched this, watched the rap radar podcast through title. Um, but this interview is also, if you don't have title, the full interview is on Drake's YouTube. So you should check it out. But I, I watched this at the end of the year. Um, I had watched this and the Griselda one, and, and I might touch on Griselda shortly here, man. But for the most part, man, it was it was a two like a two and a half hour conversation, and it was just so easy to sit through. Like, I mean, he's Drake is is dope because he doesn't do too many interviews. So when he does speak, um, it's it's always good to hear him talk and hear his mind and how he thinks and how he operates. And there were some moments that truly, like for real, for real, like blew me away. Um, with someone that has his level of, of success, I shouldn't be too surprised at, you know, him having an exceptional mindset. Uh, a lot of times we just think somebody is where they, where they are just off of sheer talent. And, um, and what I've noticed over the years is that it's it, – 90% is business, 10% is talent, you know. Um, well, that's what that's what Miskel told me. But also, it's it, a lot of it is, is mindset, you know. And uh, Drake, he said there were three things that he said that just blew me away. And so let's get in. Let's get into the first clip. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, talk it up too much, man. Let's just get into it and uh, let's listen and react and complex and even like on underground kings you talk about how like i'm the greatest you know you said it before you knew you was mm. um like was that did you always have this confidence coming into it just thinking about the long game yeah and i also feel often that um that things that i repetitively think about or say i'm able to manifest mm, mm, mm. that right there just powerful man like don't don't let that go over your head um and i remember that song underground kings it's funny because when i never bought the take care album i never listened to the full album until last year like i never listened to that whole album what i did was back in those days i would just go on itunes i would scan through the little 30 second um clips and when it came to buying albums back then like you know money was kind of funny and i just wasn't trying to spend a lot on music um, this is pre-streaming. So um, I would just buy the songs to that, that I like the beat to. And so the only two songs that I bought on iTunes from, and I just didn't, maybe I probably could have streamed it somewhere for free or downloaded it, but I, I didn't. Um, and I, I, I mean, I wasn't the biggest Drake fan at that time, so I'll just keep it funky. But I, the, the one of the two songs I bought was Underground Kings, and the other one was, uh, oh, what was the other song? Oh. Uh, the one where they had the little dudes singing in the background, it was like, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, man, 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 I'm going to go crazy not knowing what that song is called. You deserve it. I'm trying to jog my memory. But y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I had the dudes singing all in the background. You know what I'm talking about. So that song. So them, so them two songs. Um. It's the only ones I bought and the only ones I listened to from Underground Kings, like I said, up until 2018. 
when I finally took the time to listen to all of it. Because I really didn't like buy a whole Drake album and listen to a whole Drake album until nothing was the same. And since that point, I've been, you know, rocking with Drake pretty tough as far as listening to his music. There, there have been times where, you know, I would um, discredit him for not writing with the whole Quentin Miller thing. You know, that, that really hurt me. Cause I held Drake in a high esteem, and then when I heard about Quentin Miller, I'm like, "Oh, this nigga don't write his raps. Like, we can't even. Come on, man. We can't. We can't give him that credit as a rapper like that, you know." But um, over time, I've come to appreciate him. Um, but because that that album, nothing was not nothing was the same. But um, if you're reading this, it's too late. Like that album to me is his best album, and that's the one that I play back the most and I enjoyed the most. So I was really heartbroken to hear that there was some ghostwriting. But that's neither here nor there. Um, at the end of the day. I don't love Drake like that, but I have to respect him because of what he's done this whole decade and the amount of amazing music that he's put out. And I still think that Scorpion is uh, is underrated. But And I still think that Views is trash. Let me be clear on that. Views, trash. Trash back. Um, the only song I like is that last one because um, he's spitting. and Well, he's not spitting, but the beat is dope. But he's, he's spitting some whack bars. But the, but the beat is really dope, so I, I like that song. But anyways, um, I digress. Uh, let's see. So he said, he said on Underground Kings, I'm the greatest. I, and I said it before I knew I was. You know what I mean? That that makes me think of uh, something that Jay-Z did for himself. Um, and it's not like somebody's saying these magic spells and things are just magically happening. These dudes are working and they're grinding and they're making their dreams come true. But they're also speaking things into existence you know they're thinking greater than their circumstance so when jay-z said that line like who's the best top three best uh, mcs biggie jay-z and nas that was not a real conversation <laughs> jay-z introduced that conversation to the world but nobody at that time when he said that because i think that was like volume one so that was 97 ish and so in 1997, no one was having a debate about the top three MCs being Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. It was always Biggie and Nas. But Jay-Z inserted himself into that conversation. And people still to this day will have the top three Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. And not to say that Jay hasn't earned his way into that spot, but he 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 took that position in everyone's mind, whether you wanted to accept it or not. He positioned himself before he even got there. Um, and that's just like genius marketing. And it's not just marketing. It's also speaking those things into existence and and working your way to that spot. Um, and he said, like, uh, let me actually let me just keep playing. Let me keep playing. I won't, I won't go too far. Like, you know, this let's run it back or say I'm able boom, 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 boom. Let's go. And I also feel often that um, that things that I repetitively think about or say, I'm able to manifest. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this house, for example, I manifested this because I Don't you just like when he say that? <laughs> like, pause, but like, I manifested this. Like, man, uh, let's go. I obsessively used to take my uncle's Audi and I used to take a girl to Young and Eglinton Silver City to the movies. Obsessively. Let's not let's not overlook that, man. You, he, he obsessed with his destiny. You know what I mean? He was going to manifest it some way or another. 
And so he obsessively did what he's about to say he did. And then to pickle barrel for for dinner because that was you know Talk what I could afford. Real Toronto <laughs> shit. Yeah. Everybody's gonna be excited. You about. know, chicken fingers and fries. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And then I used to go tell her, like, yo, you, you want to go see where I'm going to live one day? Because yeah. mm. this is where I'm going to live one day. And I, my uncle had the Audi drop, and I used to drive these same three streets right here. That used to be my route right there. I used to. His uncle had an Audi drop, wealth, all right? Drake didn't come from the struggle, all right? I just, I, just, I don't know. I just want to say that. I don't, it means nothing, but let's carry on, Drake. I'm down, down Park Lane where we're at. Then back back to Post Road and then back Bridal Path and I used to and Prince used to live around here. Oh wow! Wow. So I used to I used to pretend like I knew which one Prince's <laughs> house was every night. I'd pick a different house. Yeah. Say, oh, that's. Good. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I just I, I I strong I I truly believe you know a lot of those things I I said they may not have been the case yeah, at the time, yeah. but I did believe that they were possible. What but, I think is interesting though. Mm, mm. He had a strong belief, man. You know, those things may not have been that case at the time, but him having that house that and living in the neighborhood that he now lives, man, he obsessively would drive around there and act like he knew and act like, you know what I mean? Like he, he just knew that that was going to be his final destiny. When he grows up, when he gets the success that he wants, I'm going to have a house in Prince's neighborhood. Man. That's dope. So dope. man. And it's just like he said once again, those things may not have been the case at the time, but I believed they were possible. And so just think about all the things that you want to do, that you want to accomplish, man. You got to believe first. We can't, you know, sometimes we look at celebrities, we look at these successful people, and we look at them as if they're really superhuman. Like, we really look at them on the TV screen and in the movies, and in our minds, we think that they are so much more human and talented than us. Not to say that these people aren't immensely talented, but there's a lot more than talent, you know, that's going to go into you being a superstar, you being a megastar, you being a CEO, um, a thriving entrepreneur, someone that is uh, very successful in their field. It's more than just talent. There's a strong belief that we all must have that all these things that we set out to do, all these things that we are literally doing at, you know, right now in this moment, we have to believe that the, you know, whatever, whatever we want, whatever our end goal is, we have to believe that we're going to attain it before it even happens. And, and how much better is it to think big, man? Like even if even if Drake didn't have this huge mansion in the same neighborhood where Prince lived and he lived, I don't know, a few subdivisions down the road and still had a dope 5,000 square foot house. Does that make him a failure? Of course not. Of course, that doesn't make him a failure. But man, why not go big? Why not? Why not shoot for the moon? You know, and it's just as as he talked about that and just talking about that manifestation. It just made me think of all that I've learned over the years, um, pre starting the podcast and then doing the podcast and talking to so many different people and reading books. 
And one of the one of the things that really freed me up and just helped me to continue on my journey of of chasing my dream and chasing my goals is just realizing just having a just a pure gratitude for life, man. Like life is is truly a gift and it sounds very cliche, but it, it really is, man. Gary V talks about it all the time and it I never understood what he was trying to say or why he would get so excited until I literally felt that excitement and everything clicked in my mind. But he would always talk about how much how like the the probability of being born <laughs> a human. And I don't think he ever said a human, but the, he said like the probability of us existing. And I think what he was trying to say is the probability of us being a human being. And, and just actually making it here and in, in, in the world on this earth and living a life like we could have been so many other life forms. You know, uh, the so-called God or the creator of all the most high could have created us as any life form. But fortunately, oh, so fortunately, we are human beings, man. And just think about all of those all of those sperm cells that didn't make it. But we made it to the egg. And here we are. And then and then so that so we have the gift of life, but also not only that, we have the gift of consciousness, having a brain. Like our brains are just an amazing. Can't, you can't use amazing, bro. Our brains are supercomputers like computers wish they could compute like the way that the brain can. Everything that we see, all these smartphones, all these devices, they're just trying to mimic the brain. And we just we haven't we we rarely tap into, you know, all the potential that the brain has. But just the gift of consciousness and having a brain, the ability to speak things into existence and not on those spooky type stuff. But like the same way what I'm saying with Drake manifesting his goals, setting his intentions, the same thing with Jay-Z manifesting him being in that conversation of top three. Um, that, all, that all starts in the mind. It all starts with belief. You got to believe it first. And we have we all have the ability to do it. It's not like we don't have the ability. We all have brains. Jay-Z has a brain. Drake has a brain. Beyonce has a brain. Michael Jordan has a brain. Everybody has. You have a brain. I got a brain. We all have brains, man. And our brains can be our best friend or our worst enemy. Depending on how we program it and what we allow in. In the amount of effort we put towards our daily life, setting goals, creating habits, and just choosing to be optimistic and choosing to believe the things that we say. Right. So it's like just 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 think about the brain and how. It's it's literally a computer, it's all about programming. Right. Like we can reprogram our brain, like typically our brain in default mode is a. Um, like we're just living in the past, like the brain is just reacting. 
you know, so it's the, the brain just for the most part in default mode, default mode serves as a record of the past. And uh, when I get my coaching business off the ground, it's coming, it's coming. One of the things I'm going to focus on is helping us take our brains from a record of the past to a map of the future. And and Drake is is already vibrating. He he's been vibrating on that mode, you know. Uh, Jay Z and and other people that are that have manifested their destiny and spoke things into existence. Um, like I said, not on no spookery, just speaking it, but actually believing it and doing it and all those things coming to pass, um, in, in full abundance and even greater than they even imagined. Um, you can turn your brain into a map of the future based upon how you vibrate and, and what you believe and how you believe it. And so, man. Just hearing Drake talk this talk, man, it gets me it gets me fired up. Like, man. So going back to the brain. Before I move on to the next clip. Um, the brain. Is a super computer. The brain knows nothing except for what comes in. And how does the brain receive impulses and information? Through our senses. So our brain deciphers sound because of our ears. Our brain deciphers um, smell through our nose. It deciphers taste through our mouth. It deciphers things that we see from our eyes. If your eyes are closed, your brain can't see anything. Your brain can't determine distance. It can't determine the time of the day. It can't regulate any it it is because it's only because your eyes work that your brain can determine what time of day it is, can can uh, determine, you know, how close you are to falling off of something. <laughs> if you need to brace yourself, if someone is, you know, if a car is coming, you're stepping off the sidewalk like it's be, your, your brain can do that because your eyes work. But other than that, how is how is your body going to be able to? So our brains are supercomputers, man. And it only operates based upon what is what has what is going in. And your brain notices everything and it stores it away and it'll use that information. And, and it's it in the brain's functionality is all about protection. It's going to protect you. That's what it's that's what it's trying to do. And so the more and more we get in tune with the type of information we're feeding our brain, the types of thoughts that we're repeatedly thinking and, and making normal. Then we know that we can then 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 it comes like we have power, then it turns into a power thing. Like now I'm not a, 
a slave to my brain. My my brain is a slave to me. I hate to use slavery as a term, but like, you know, it, it, it comes to a point where it's not about cause and effect. And you're reacting to that. Now you will become the cause of the effect. So. With all that being said, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that first clip. Now, this next clip, um, it talks about taking feedback. And it's just it just speaks to the authenticity um, and just the emotional intelligence of Drake. I mean, everything speaks to everything that he says here speaks to emotional intelligence. But um, I mean, for him to to acknowledge this. I mean, this is what makes him great. This is what makes his music what it is. So without further ado, let's get into that. So those people, you know, give me give me their their nod of approval, then, you know, I'm usually comfortable enough to say, well, fuck it, let's try it. And I, again, I don't, I don't I mean, I can't think of that many times well, where it hasn't worked. Too. That's the thing too, a lot of artists get to the point where they're successful, they don't even listen to any of, even eight other people's voices, like they, you yeah. feel like at this point in your career, you're still willing to take the feedback from your core, from your team. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm way too self-conscious to not to not uh, like require um, approval from people who I respect. I, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a very uh, insecure person when it comes to my music, bruh. Like that, that is profound, man. Like as a man. In in the in the competitive sport that is hip hop, even though he does do R and B as well, um, but as a man, as a business owner, for him to acknowledge how self conscious he is, not just in song, but like also in speech and conversation, just chilling with with your guys and and or maybe not his guys, but you know, chilling with B Dot and Elliot, who are leaders in the culture confidants that that a lot of folks I've talked to you know and uh you can just freely express to him to them that yo I'm I'm self-conscious man you know I'm I'm, I'm way too self-conscious to not take feedback and that's just that's just Drake's knowledge of self and just knowing who he is and it's funny because sometimes I would say a lot of the time, like most people would say you shouldn't be self-conscious or that's a liability or that's, you know, like you need to change that. And a lot of times we kind of demonize ourselves for certain traits that we just naturally have. And so you can tell from his music and he even will admit it. Verbally, without any music playing, that he's extremely self-conscious and he's and he's way too self-conscious to not require approval from people that he respects. I mean, how how honorable is that to to acknowledge that? But how valuable is that to to you as a person to acknowledge something that could be a shortcoming and it and it very may well be a shortcoming for a lot of people, but it doesn't it doesn't work against Drake. I mean, and and nothing in I don't want to put him on too much of a pedestal, but like that's what it is right now. Um, it's Drake appreciation <laughs> right now. So 
that doesn't work against him. And so that's that's the beauty of of being your authentic self and knowing who you are and embracing everything about you. Drake said, I'm very insecure when it comes to my music and people would make fun of him for years about being insecure and coming off as too self-conscious and too insecure and too soft. But Drake, I mean, and, and Drake could have easily let that talk end him and very easily could have tried to capitulate and say, you know what, I'm going to be tougher. You know what I mean? I ain't going to show that side of me because everybody want to say that's a weakness. So I'm going to show you how strong I am and I'm going to tell you how gangster I am. And he tried that with the worst behavior and nobody believed him. And he went back and he went back to doing what back to his regularly scheduled program. Just being just embracing <laughs> his insecurity and self-consciousness and making that work for him. So just think about all the things in our lives, man, all the things that we have beat ourselves up about behind closed doors in our minds. Things that we say, well, I'm I'm too this. I'm too self-conscious. I'm too insecure. I'm too shy. I'm, what? OK. That's something that you I mean, it's not something that you have to change. Just being aware of it and knowing how to navigate and knowing how to harness that to your to the best of your ability. That's that's the game. That's the that's the challenge. And that's the beautiful thing about this. Like you can use that to your advantage. You can just double down on that. And be the shy, blah, 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 you know, fill in the blank. Like that's if that's your identity, that's cool. Don't let it don't let it debilitate debilitate you. Is that is that a word debilitate? It sounds right. I don't know. It came out sloppy, but it sounds right. Debilitate. Yeah. Don't let that debilitate you. That's a better word. Um, don't let that stop you. Let me start trying these big words. Do not let that stop you. Do not let that hinder your progress. Sometimes we let other people dictate who we are going to be in this world. We let the group, we let the crowd, we let the masses dictate what we think, how we move, what we say. And I hate that. I truly hate that. And if you've been listening to me long enough, you know, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast was all about unapologetic expression, man. I was so tired of seeing people. And, and even even myself to a, a certain a certain extent, because that's how I felt um, when I was a, a part of a, a church membership. Like I felt like I had to censor myself because I I had to watch about I had to watch out about, you know, how other people perceived what I what I say and what I think. And that's not cool. So basically, I couldn't be me so I could satisfy a group of other people who more than likely weren't being themselves. But everyone was living up to this standard that wasn't authentic to them and just wasn't it just wasn't real. And so once again, man. Whatever traits that society has told you that you shouldn't you shouldn't be that way. If it's toxic, it's toxic. And then we can we can get help for that and we should get help for that. 
But if it's not toxic and it's just something that's not necessarily popular, that's okay. That's you, though. Love you. Utilize every part of you. Double down on it. And let it work for you and not against you. I think there's a little more. Let's see what else we got. Um, and especially when we're talking about starting a whole new chapter, like what we're working on now. Yeah. Um, and that's only because until you've surrendered it to the world, you really don't know how people are going to feel about it. And even when you surrender it to the world, now we're in the times where, you know, the first reaction is just people just want to say the, like, the funniest yeah. shit. So it's always, like... The, the album will drop in at 12.01, trash, trash, trash bins, you know, whatever, whatever. For any, for any artist, you know, it's like, you know, I think people are more, more excited about, you know, being top comment than being, you know, actually really taking in an album and listening. But inevitably, you need music in your life. So then two, three weeks passes and you get an honest gauge on what you just surrendered to I remember to a line you said on... Mm, mm, mm. So there's great vulnerability in, you know, surrendering your work to the world, just putting your gift out there, putting your crap, whatever you're doing. And uh, and if you're not that successful, if you're very successful, you know, everyone has um, a fear. Well, not everyone, but a lot of us have a fear of that response, um, that acceptance or lack thereof, that appreciation or lack thereof. And. Um, and but that's that's OK, because it's it's going to happen. And so once you begin to start pursuing your passions and pursuing your dreams, whatever it is, you have to surrender the outcome. Um, but as, as long as we don't quit, as long as we keep going and learn from everything, then that's 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 the journey. Like that's a part of the journey. And so uh, we have to embrace that part of the journey. But it's just it's it's dope to see someone that is that is self-conscious uh, when it comes to his music, uh, insecure when it comes to his music, but still like just emotionally intelligent enough to know that, yo, I mean, it's, I got to surrender my work and people's going to crack jokes. But he but he realizes, especially, you know, after being in that in that game for years. Um, but but not everybody gets it. Even people that have been in the game for years, they don't they don't get this, you know, what he got. So. He realizes that you have to be patient and give it time to receive a true, a true gauge of how people feel about your work. You know, that first couple weeks, first couple months, it might be the first couple years. People may not appreciate your work, but you know what you put out. You know what was great about it and you know what could potentially you know, be better. But you can't get too high or too low. On what people say. Because people are fickle, man. They'll love you one day and hate you the next, man. We've seen it so much. We see it all the time. We're seeing it right now with, I mean, what, two years ago, Jay-Z was that was that guy. You know, when he, when he turned down the Super Bowl. When he said, you need me, I don't need you. And just all the other things that Jay has done. And then he made that move with the NFL, and justifiably so. You know, he, that was a bad move um, on the part of black folks. You know, we got to I'll be honest with that. Like that was that wasn't the greatest look. There was a little bit of good that came out of it, but it was more bad than good. And so um, everybody that loved him now, they hate him. He's trash. You know, 
we've seen it with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was everybody's guy four or five years ago, six years ago. You know, and then he got super famous and started doing hella movies and uh, Kevin Hart ain't funny no more. Uh, he, you know, he is sellout or he's this or he's that, you know, and don't nobody, you know, it's it's the it's the funny take. It's the it's the you know, it's, it's just in style to like dog Kevin Hart and talk talk down about him. You know, uh, we've seen it with Drake. Everybody loved Drake at some point in time and then they hated him. And now he's starting to be loved again. Um, who else have we? I mean, it, you know, you got We can go. I can go on and on with this, man. But. Um, there's always that, that hero's arc, you know, everybody love you when you coming up, you're on your way up and then you get there and then they love to see you fall. And sometimes they'll love to see you redeem yourself. You know, everybody, let's, let's take Meek Mill, the other side of Drake, uh, Drake's career, Meek Mill, man. Meek was that dude when he was on the rise, you know what I mean? And he made it to the top. He beefed with Drake. Everybody was talking bad about Meek, you know, everybody had everything bad to say about Meek. Meek went to jail unjustly. And and fortunately, Jay got him out, uh, helped him to get out. And now he's made his rebound and him and Drake came back together. And, and now everybody loves Meek. How could you how could you hate him? You know what I mean? So it's just people are fickle. And so no, no matter what you do, what I'm trying to get at is no matter what you do. Do your best and believe in yourself. And. Really, really only pay pay attention to kind of like what Drake, what Drake was saying, pay attention to um, the people that you respect. What are they saying? Not the people that you don't respect. And it's not like I'm saying, like, don't listen to your fans or don't listen to, you know, some 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 critics are constructive. But for the most part. Just just only seek approval. And criticism from people that you respect and everything else, man, don't, don't take it to heart. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. All right. So this will be the last vid. Um, and it was Drake speaking on social media and how that works for him. Why do you choose to stay engaged? Like you, you, you're on Instagram, you're active, you'll like things. We'll see your presence. We'll feel your presence on Instagram. Like, yeah, Some I, artists can't find that balance, and they don't want to be on social media. Anymore. Yeah, I just feel like then then they beat me, you know, because I enjoy social media. It's good for so many things, you know? Uh, I've met so many great people. So many great songs have come from me being active and me actually checking my DM or me, you know, um, you know, uh, I've had great friendships form over social media. I've met great women over social media. Um, <laughs> Full disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that works. Yeah, though. yeah, it works. Um, but you know, yeah. So I feel like you know, for people just to like, just because you know, a few bad apples want to violate, it would be a shame for me to just like be like, ah, I can't deal with this. It also is just like, I mean, it build, it builds strength. You know, as as tough as it may be, it, it definitely strengthens your character. I mean, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I felt the worst of the worst, and I felt the best of the best. So it's like. Um, it's nice to be aware of all those emotions, you know. I definitely keep them in my, in my arsenal, in my, in my, in my mind, you know, and and you and use them to channel into other things. Fire. <laughs> so it, and it's funny, man, because I've been, I've been talking a lot to my wife and, and my guy E, uh, Emmanuel Solomon, about changing my algorithm on Instagram and unfollowing a lot of people, and only you know refollowing 
just things that, that, are, that are uplifting and uh, constructive and, and just things of that nature. Because, you know, just following everybody and listening to everyone's message is not necessarily conducive to having good mental health, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term. So it's just like with Drake, he can't, I mean, he's a, he's a superstar. He's a megastar. So he can't help, but, you know, see all types of stuff coming at him and all types of comments and whatnot. So, um, and so they were asking him, you know, why is he even stay engaged in social media? Cause a lot of celebrities, especially people that have like newfound fame and they can, everybody loves them at first and, and then they do something and, people trying to cancel him or whatever the case might be. And, um, but, but Drake talks about the good things, you know, talking about meeting, you know, some nice young ladies and just, and just all the other things that come just meeting, you know, striking up conversations. I mean, nowadays when it comes to meeting celebrities or people that you could otherwise not talk to, like the Instagram DM is like the greatest access that people have to others and so um there's a lot of amazing things that can happen in the dm outside of just you know meeting people of the opposite sex or whatever whoever you are attracted to and so um yeah man like he he he, he says despite the negativity man there are some good things that have come with it so he's not gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater. and also he spoke to it strengthening his character you know and and he was just saying like the, the awareness he has, he has just awareness of, of his emotions. Cause he said, you know, he's had, he's had the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, but he's aware of those emotions and he keeps them in his arsenal and uses that to channel. He's using that energy. He's taking y'all energy and he's using it <laughs> for himself, man. Like you guys are literally fueling Drake to be more successful. You think you tearing him down? He's just taking that energy. He's storing it. He's keeping it in his arsenal and he's using it to channel into other things. And that's the thing about emotion. Like the more, the more I study that and the more I learn about it, um, emotion is literally energy in motion. That's what emotion is. And so he's taking that energy. And he doesn't let it negatively affect him. He just stores it and he uses it for his benefit, man. How dope is that? Like how dope of a mindset is that to be that emotionally aware, to have that level of emotional intelligence and regulation of your own emotions, to not allow these things to negatively affect you. You know, these types of comments that he gets on a grand scale, we, we we go through certain micro we ha- we suffer certain microaggressions as black folks in America. Um, and then we have just certain interpersonal relationships that go one way or the other. And a lot of times we allow other people's energy to affect us and we take on that energy. And then our day is ruined because of that. Somebody cuts you off and now you're pissed off. They flip you off and now you're mad. And and you don't see them. They didn't they didn't turned off the op ramp and they flipped you off two hours ago and you still. Mad. So it's just like the, the energy that is transferred, we can either accept it or reject it or we can and we can also channel it into other things. And so um, from the sound of it, you know, Drake is channeling that stuff into his music and, and people. And once again, people criticize him for being insecure and 
and answering, trying to answer the critics and answer the fans and making music, you know, and he's like, you should, and people will say, well, you shouldn't pay attention to them. But hey, man, what he's what he's telling us is that he's using, you know, those things, those emotions, and he's channeling it into his music. And so that's just feeding. That's just feeding him like y'all, everything that he gets. He's going to eat it and he's going to he's going to give it back to you in some type of way. You know, and so um, that right there, man, those those three clips, those three parts of the discussion just jumped out at me. And I really wanted to share that with y'all. And so I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took something away from it. And let's just think about how we can apply all those things, all those qualities um, that Drake is applying to his life. Thinking greater than his his circumstance. Um repetitively saying things to himself and doing and, and obsessively doing the things that he wants to accomplish manifesting like speaking it and so that he can manifest it just having that strong belief um taking taking feedback from people that he respects not from everybody but Let's take feedback from people that we respect and use it constructively. And then lastly, just being aware of our emotions. Um, whatever, whatever someone says, good or bad, use those emotions. Keep those in your arsenal and channel that energy into other things. Just use it as energy. Use it as a, a source of fuel, you know. Michael Jordan, he was just waiting for somebody to talk trash to him, bro. Like, say something to me. That same thing that would get somebody out of their game, MJ's game is going to elevate. Because you're saying what he ain't going to do. He loved that. So there you have it. Broke down that Scorpion mentality, man. Salute to Drake. Um, he had an amazing decade, bro. You did your thing. No matter what. Anyone says numbers don't lie. So salute to Drake, man, uh, and salute to you. You're listening. You, yes, you. I'm talking to you. You are listening to this for a reason. And uh, let me tell you one thing. I love you. And I believe in you. You wouldn't be listening to this if, if you didn't have an ambition. You would not be tapped in if you weren't on a journey of your own. And so I fully, fully respect you because you have a purpose and you are going to see that purpose through. And I can't wait to see it through with you some way, shape or form. And so um, if you want to continue this conversation, tap in with me on Instagram at Socks and Sandals Podcast, on Twitter at SXSNDLS or simply search Socks and Sandals Podcast. And lastly, uh, let me leave you guys with this. Let us not seek approval and validation from those who are not on a similar journey of independence. Let us never forget the initial pain points in our lives that led us to seek solutions because that'll always keep us on track. Let us not place a high value of uh, basically a high value on the ease and comfort of everyday life because that's a trap. We get we get so rocked to sleep and just being comfortable and just making everything easy. But that's not the key to success. I can promise you that. Let us never compare where we're at on our journey 
to where others are at on their journey because that just that does nothing for us most importantly do not judge yourself do not sabotage yourself and never have an improper view of failure if you quit if you give up that's the only failure everything else is just a lesson all right and lastly let's be authentic let's lead with love own and control our economic affairs let us invest acquire skills and manifest constructively let us think speak and act in abundance let's do uncomfortable work surrender the outcome declutter stay true and never fold once again it's the socks and sandals podcast where society culture history and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. holla at y'all next week grace and peace